On this week's episode of Cheesesteak Sports, we talk about the Philadelphia Phillies and the moves that were made at the deadline, talk about what's hot at Eagles camp, who's playing well, who's looking good, and of course, Carson Wentz, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about fantasy football. Yo, this is a Cheesesteak Sports production. Welcome to Cheesesteak Sports, I'm Paul. And I'm Dan, it's good to be back with you, Paul, uh, recording another podcast. Here in the summer, summer night, you texted me because you you really must have been itching for a pod. Trying yeah, to get back in the flow. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to get back out there, trying to get some stuff off my chest. Uh, I was actually supposed to do a Philly wit a little bit earlier today. Joe, Joe flaked, you know, classic Joe. Dang. He's just n- he lost, uh, most. He lost the law for it. Yeah, like I think I gave him too much time off, and he yeah. can't just hop right back into it. Yeah, He's talking about like planning vacations with. With like uh, Roman and Ben and Sam or something, he's like, oh, I can't do it. So, um, but any anyway, um, I'm I'm just excited. I mean, I felt like we we also had to get a pot. I was gonna try. I was gonna hit you up while I was at Joe's actually, yeah. but um, I always check find friends to see if you're home. Whether I saw you're still at the Phillies when I went to the gym, but um, I I mean, in the trade deadline's passed. Phillies have made three moves since our last podcast. And haven't really given up any any real top prospects. Yeah. And that's like, I know like Harper was technically on the block for a little bit today. That's According what they to say. Only, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, on his accounts, I should have two uh, family farms by now. Because <laughs> if. Always putting the farm up for sale. <laughs> because Dan, I didn't realize that um, Dan said that. Well, no, I believe when he said, when he, he couple like about a month or so ago, he, he I believe what he said was he'd put the farm that Machado would be a Philly next year. Oh, next year. I believe that's what he said. Oh, okay. Yeah, because today he was on Get Up with Mike uh, Greenberg, and he said that he would bet his family farm that Bryce Harper got traded today. So, I don't know what's up with this dude just giving up people's family farms and, like, whatnot. But it, it's just kind of ridiculous. But anyway, we didn't get any superstar at the at the trade deadline. But, like, the players we got, yeah, are, are better players than than we have right now. And that's, that's all that really matters. That's what I think. I know some people are really upset. I was listening to Itin Sh- Shander, the Shander show for a second because he was in for... Um, yeah, I call him Iton. Because I can see, I, like, well, if you read his Twitter, John, like no, no, reads, I, like, I, like, no, I know, but like I do it, like I do it on top of that. Like I'll never call him whatever his name is. Um, but uh, he was saying, oh, like come on, like trade whatever you can to get Harper now, or and the same thing with with uh, Machado when he was up. But that's just the stupidest short-termist view you could possibly have, especially looking at. The Dodgers getting Brian Dozier today too, as well. Yeah. So like, I, I understand the frustration, but people are acting like we've been sh- like on the cusp for so long. This is our first year back. No, like, I I completely agree, and I I don't want to give up all, like a lot of young talent for a rental if he's not coming back. But it is interesting because I think it was John Marks and Ike Risha like put out a poll. Oh, um, uh, Duble for um, no, no, not, Harper. Not about trade. Just talking about like why like Philadelphia is so against like short term success. Like they talked about like how a lot of people didn't want Machado, and a lot of people obviously didn't want Harper for just the short term. I can't find the poll right now on Twitter, but I it, can tell all, you it all takes me back to the Sixers, honestly. Like well, how Philadelphia has changed, and like Sam Hinkie changed the whole entire. Sports we've been a lot team. more patient, and obviously 
having a Super Bowl under our belt has a lot to do with that, I think. Um, but just where the Phillies are at right now, where the Sixers are at, like we're o- we're only going to get better, and like especially the Phillies right now, all their guys are super young and not really f- have flourished at all yet. I mean, you look at Kingry, and you were telling me before you think he's going to be sent down once JP's. JP's yeah, that's healthy. the words on the street. Um, and even a guy like uh, Alfaro who won't be starting as much with um, Ramos here. Like, we're watching the game tonight, and the biggest reason we traded for Ramos is to have a guy who can actually catch. Bonham and also plate. hit, but he is also oh, a, yeah, he's a, gonna good, be a, a huge good bat. Plate, I right? don't know how uh, Gabe's going to have all three, because apparently they said they're planning on having a three-man. No, really? That, that's what he said. That's what uh, Matt Galeb? Gelb? Gelb? Yeah, whatever yeah, the heck his name is. He's, he's a nerd. Uh, well, I mean, nerds, numbers. No, but like, or don't bring him up to Ryan. My boss. But that—that's what he reported. Really? No, I, I saw a tweet I, that said it. I'll I heard it up that here. he was going to be most likely sent down. It would only make sense. I mean, it, no, it, it would make sense. I was very confused by yeah. that because you think I'd be surprised if, if he stays up. Um, but but like back to the topic of us being more patient. It's really because of Sam Hinkie and also the Super Bowls there mm-hmm. as well that really helped. But also the thing is, you can't like. You, this team isn't like oh one player away because the young players are still so inconsistent. We have zero consistency in our in our lineup. Yeah, like we the, just brought in the catcher who's gonna have our best average on the team. Yeah, exactly. And like that that's just like that shows where our team's at, and that's totally fine because this year we were projected to be five hundred. Yeah. And it looks like Alfaro just got hurt. <laughs> so maybe it, all things do work out, and it's just gonna be a two-man routine. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, We're I don't, the game I don't know. But, uh, this is catching hand, but. but just some like interesting numbers too. Um, Corey Seidman from NBC Sports Philly. Um, they just mentioned this on the broadcast too. League-wide, there were four players traded this month who have an OPS over 800, and the Phillies got two of them. Although I have been frustrated, Cabrera and um, Ramos were the two. I have been frustrated with Cabrera. I don't think he's gotten a hit yet since he's been with the Phils. Like I've watched almost every game since he's been here, but he hasn't produced yet. But um, and w- Wilson Ramos, like his numbers, his numbers compared to our catches this year, it's a, a lot better. It's going to be a huge four more home runs, seventy points, points almost points. in the batting average. Like, and then how many RBIs? Uh, I don't have RBIs listed oh. here, but strikeouts. Ramos has sixty-one, and Phillies catchers combined this year have one hundred and forty-six. Sure. So he's making contact, making things happen. Um, definitely will be an upgrade there and hopefully propel us into winning the division this year. Um, it's awesome to be talking about that. And it's like to have baseball back, it's it's an awesome thing in Philadelphia. Like we were literally With, buyers. Like that's the thing. We literally yeah. bought this off this trade deadline. And if you would have told me that last, this time last year, I would have been like, dude, like who did we sign in the free agency? Yeah. Not not just Jake Arrieta and, and, and we Carlos Santana. And like you said, we didn't. Give anything away at all, really. and and that's the greatest thing because we're also going to be Huge in the position buyers. to sign in the off season. I don't, I, I don't think Harper comes. I think he's going to the Yankees. I think that's yeah. like destined. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I just feel like the Yankees have so much. Like it's ridiculous. Like they really do need to do something. To, I I guess they don't because baseball's still flourishing, but. You'd like to see a little bit more I, of a. I think cap. Machado's going to the Yankees. I thought Machado was coming here because really? the Yankees got DD, and that's true. and Machado wants to play short. Yeah, that's true. So like that's that's my whole reasoning behind that. 
Unless if he and, and the Dodgers don't really plan on signing him. Well, I apparently. do like your theory about how like Chase Utley is going to tell him about. Yeah, that. I I mean I I hope that Chase Utley like he saw the standing ovation yeah. that we gave Chase. So you got to figure like Mach- for him. Machado would be like like wow like that's so cool like that he did that for you and then Chase is like yeah just went over there like you got this blah blah, blah all this stuff and then um, another thing I was I was saying was that. The Nationals didn't do anything, and they were almost sellers today, which is just crazy. Like that's yeah. insane. It's it's good though. Right now they're up on the Mets. Yeah, I know it is good, but like it's just like I wouldn't have thought that at all, especially coming into this season. Yeah, everyone's saying Nationals gonna win the NL. And I mean they're still very and there's so much time. Oh on yeah, them. they're still very well in it. I think they're only like five or six games. Five, back. I think. Um, so it's gonna. I mean, I could honestly see it being between us and Washington down the season. I'm pretty sure we finished the season. Braves with, uh, did get Kevin Gosman though. I did see that. And people were saying that Baltimore's, um, Baltimore's, um, like uh, staff is very bad with their pitchers. Hmm. That's just what they're saying. Oh, safe, nice, uh, nice little tag up by uh, Franco. Second round of the game. Wow, Frank is doing it all. But um, yeah, so it's, it's just like it's really exciting to be watching summer baseball, and you know, just being in the hunt. We're going against a team that's forty-four games above five hundred, and we we should have beat them last night, and we're right in there today, and being up to said, Aaron Nola, unbelievable last night. Um, oh, yeah, I was about to get my Nola. I have to get a Nola jersey. <laughs> Yeah, he is unreal. He pitched eight innings, faced... I mean, Red Sox have some of the best hitters in the game. You got bets. The MVP. And I, it was like their three best hitters combined were like 0 for 11 against them, which is unreal. I think he only gave up like four hits, and the one run he gave up was a misjudge by Odubel Herrera. Um, could have been an error on Oh, did he, get his, did he get his pant like? Uh, possibly. But Aaron Nola... He is making it. He hopefully the rest of the baseball world's finding out about him because he's on no. The they team. can still sleep on the ball. I don't care. <laughs> well, hopefully in October they find out about him. Oh, uh, that would be nice if he had a little uh, coming out party. Yeah. But um, yeah, Meg Meg was actually saying that um, she wants that she wants a Hoskins shirt because the seventeen because like that's like our um, day uh, April seventeenth uh, or whatever. So cool. so she was saying like seventeen, but then I was like, Oh yeah, like whatever. Um, but I also need like a Nola too, so I might have to get if I do uh, any Chinese orders I'm gonna have to get both of them, Johns. Yeah, I know Josh actually two people hit me up today about it. Molly and Dustin. Really? Yeah, so but um yeah, so it's just I'm excited and like we're talking last week we were saying like we we just gotta make the playoffs, like that's literally like that's the only thing that we have to do. Like we're both okay if we don't hold on to this lead. I mean it would suck, but there's so much baseball to play, like you said, and I mean I I just feel like we have to get one of those wild card spots. Yeah, that's, that's it, I mean there's literally at least baseball left, yeah. and the, the grind months are now. I mean you've seen so much stuff can happen in just the month of September. Going back to our playoff days, I mean, when we were in races with the Mets. Those were the best. Six games back with, like, 17 days left, and, like, you can make things happen. Those, that was literally the best. There's so much time left um, in this season. But high hopes for the Phils this year. I, I think they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs and win, win the East. Wow, okay. And uh, def, definitely love the moves they made today. 
Also, we didn't really mention with Ramos, we might really not see him until September. Yeah, September. End maybe, August. Maybe end August. So. And we also didn't even mention lupus. <laughs> no, loop. Yeah, on the broadcast, they said loop is, but they said it real close together. So then I started calling him lupus. But I knew his name's loop, but. Yeah. He doesn't really seem like anything that too great, but it's nice to have another lefty. arm, lefty. Yeah, except he doesn't do that well against lefties, apparently, according to his yeah. numbers. So that's a little bit confusing. But, I mean, hopefully the analytics can straighten him out. Um, yeah. And since I brought up analytics, I might as well bring up Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles, who were the only team to use edge analytics in the NFL last year, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. What was it, Edge? Yeah, EDJ. Um, basically, like, the the calls to do... Um, and there's that article I posted from Bleeding Green Nation from Michael Kist on my, um, on my timeline at stake CSS215. But basically, what they did was... He, he he went through, listened to, like, different podcasts, read different information, contacted different people... And found out like the different numbers for each plays, and like apparently the um, Philly special going for it there mm -hmm. increased our chances by eleven percent. If we would have just kicked the field goal, it would only increase ourselves by like three percent. And then with um, the back in week three, when Doug Peterson went for it on like fourth and seven, and everyone everyone was crucifying me, including myself. Yeah. Um, they were behind that number. Well, I forget the number that Doug Peterson threw out there, but that was, um, you know, a big reason why he did go for it. And apparently, you know, the winning percentage. And, and we did end up winning that game, but I mean, it, it was just, it was crazy. It, it was just really good, and it's just wild that we use analytics to win it. And we I mean, should have. I have a, a friend that worked at the Phillies um, for a little bit when I started. Now he's like big with the Rays and their analytic department. You would, he's a great guy. You would love him. But he would be a perfect person to have on the show. Like what? he just loves he's a baseball guy, but he's all like he runs like their analytics in Tampa. Oh wow. Um, I meant to actually ask him about Ramos, obviously. Uh, coming from Tampa, but next time I'll have to message him because he would like so do a podcast and just talk about analytics. Like he loves it. Nice. Um, I need that in my life. Yeah. I Vinesh. Shout out to Vinesh. But um I'll message you, see if you want to come on the show. <laughs> That's a good call. Um, and then also, coming out of Eagles camp, there's a lot of hype around one certain second-year player, because he did play a game last year, Sidney Jones. I'm and so I'm, I'm stoked about it. You got James Palmer. He is a Philly guy, so, like, you know, you kind of, like, I don't know. He's national, but he's, he's from Philly. I'm pretty sure he went to Temple. He said, uh, I think this was today, he said, I'll be at Broncos camp today, but one more note from my time with the Eagles, though, there sure is a lot of buzz on cornerback Sidney Jones. There's a belief in the that building he's going to be a big-time player. Also, we had a tweet from, um, who was it, who was it, um, Dave Zangaro. Yeah, Zangaro. Zangaro. I'm really off on the names today, but Iton's always Iton. Anyway, um, he said, we're only a couple practices into training camp, but I'm already telling you to buy the Sidney Jones hype. This could, this kid could be something special. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different people say similar stuff about Sidney Jones just on Twitter. 
They're uh, just everyone's hyping him up. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome because you bring in. I mean, he, he was supposed to be a top ten-ish pick in the first round, so you're gonna bring that in. Yeah. Along with the rest of these guys. He's supposed to be better than, like, Lattimore. I mean, this this defensive group is, like, they're hungry still. Like, I just picture Jalen Mills out there. Um, obviously, Ronald Darby, who we brought in last year. Like, a good, a good solid group. And to just add another corner like Sidney Jones. Defense is only going to get better. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really, like, it's great because you look at our second team defense. And, I mean, defensive line. Defensive line. And you're looking at, um, you know, Josh Sweat. Well, no, it's not even Josh Sweat. It's Michael. Wait, what was it, Josh Sweat today? Uh, I I saw the I saw the tweet. Uh, I think it was actually Michael Bennett. Then um, why am I blanking on names right now? Haloti uh, Nada. Haloti Nada. Destiny Val. Yeah, and then I literally am blanking on. Um, <laughs> Derek Barnett. I was blanking on Derek yeah. Barnett. I couldn't think of his name. But that defensive line right there, like that's yeah. a solid defensive line. But that's our twos. So then you're going to see all the different stuff that Jim Schwartz is going to be cooking up, has been cooking up probably since we got Bennett. And I'm just excited. Like, And a quarterback you're going to see a lot of is Nate Sudfield in preseason, Sudfeld in, pre- in the preseason. And, and my boy Joe, Joe Keller. Yeah, but Sudfeld again. We talked about this before, but I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about him, too. Well, it doesn't mean... I hope I never see him in an NFL game. It's, it is just interesting, though, when you look at the possibility of sometime this year, the the possibility of trading Nick Foles yeah. for something. Whether a, a team that's in the in the playoff hunt, they lose a quarterback. Um, but it's just because there's a lot of people arguing today that we should have traded Foles when you have a guy like Southern oh. who's backing up Wentz. Um because I have heard a lot, of, a lot of good out of Nate. So I, love, I mean, I love our quarterback. Room. Yeah, I love the best quarterback room in the in the world. Yeah. So Adam Kaplan actually tweeted today: very impressive practice. It's not a secret how good he was in practice last season. Um, he scheduled, and he talked about how he's scheduled to be a free agent after this season. So, I mean, that's that's not really something we'll have to talk about now. But again, Sudfeld. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we do if we trade full sometime throughout the season. Wow. A team's gonna need him at some point, and he showed what he could do when it matters last year. So, if the price is right, Sudfeld could be your number two. Wow, that's crazy. Or we could trade Sudfield. Yeah, but like for a team that's in the playoff hunt, they're gonna want Foles, not Sudfeld. Yeah, the way everyone's talking about Sudfeld, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Foles already. <laughs> no, I know. Um, another person that's uh, kind of kind of getting a little bit of hype right now is JJ. Um, just from like reporters, because like it's his contract year, and also the fact that everyone's more obsessed with every other running back in the division, with Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Darius Geis, they're all getting more juice than Jay is, and uh, Juice is actually Jay's former teammate, uh, Jarvis Landry, but. Basically, Jay was saying how he wants to like get a contract here, wants to play a lot uh, better and get more runs. And then another running back in the room is one of Donnell Pumphrey. Little Pump. And his quote from, I think it was today, he said that he doesn't want to be known as a wasted pick. That's not him. 
So yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that one. Well, our backfield's uh, still so like there's so many. Guys Corey Clement, Sproles is back. Like I, that's three. Then you got uh, James Adams and Matt Lou, Jones. Matt Jones. Like Lou. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna be very oh, interesting. Corey Clement, JJ, Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. James Adams, Matt Jones, Donald Pumphrey, six. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Shelton Gibson did go down today. I didn't see any reports after. I just saw a, a thing. I, yeah, I did see that. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, no one tweeted really much about it since. So. Yeah, I saw earlier in the day an article about how Shelton Gibson didn't want to be known as just a potential, like being told he's got so much potential he yeah, wanted to so show far, it. He's been, from what he I got mean, hurt. Yeah, he's so. been having a pretty good camp. I know it's early, but heard good things about him. Yeah. All I really know about Shelton Gibson is he um, can't stand on a, a canoe. Uh, a paddleboard. Paddleboard, yeah. yeah. North Dakota. Last yeah, year that, was, that was really bad. That was awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, the birds, it'll be here so soon. Football, like, you can almost, like, kind of, like, taste it, sort of. Like, it's, it's right there. Um, I think that the one thing for this season is to, like, like we're talking with your dad earlier, how he was saying Super Bowl or bust. If we don't win the Super Bowl, everyone's gonna yeah. be upset. And like we've always had that mindset, but we're just talking about how we've been a little bit more patient. But I think the main thing is focusing on the East, just like how we did last year. Like Doug Peterson was like, "All right, like that's what we're gonna do." And then you got that goal. Then you're going for home field. Yeah. And then you're going for yeah. NFC. And then you're going for Super Bowl. I, I think that's going to be the same thing. It's not going to be just protecting, you know, the Super Bowl. They have the new shirts that have the target. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting feeling. Right? Yeah, something like that. And it's like the Giants are definitely going to be better. Cowboys are going to be better. Redskins are probably going to be about the same, if not worse. Just because the other teams got a little bit better, because Zeke doesn't have a suspension this year. Um, I mean, Dak already can't really throw, so it doesn't matter that Dez is gone and Witten's gone. Watching highlights of Carson. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, that's crazy. I mean, it's not that ridiculous. Like, he's learning from some. He's the best. Yeah, but it's like I shouldn't have put that out. I shouldn't have recorded. Yeah. Your division rival watching, yeah. like watching him throw the ball, like oh, like you gotta do it like this. Um, Carson, I mean, just seeing videos of him, he looks really good. I mean, his, his feet look good. He looks good. Obviously, he's not getting hit, which is gonna be the biggest, the biggest step. And I don't know if we'll, maybe we'll see it third preseason game. I'm not sure, but I don't think it's the biggest deal if he doesn't play in the preseason. Um, but I think he's gonna be ready week one. But again, with Carson, I think I talked about this after the season this year, like, there is so much pressure on Carson Wentz to succeed this year. And obviously he's coming back with a chip on his shoulder, but there's so much pressure on him to succeed. If he does not play well, like, he's going to hear it. And as much as we love Carson and idolize Carson in this town and think he's the greatest thing ever, if he doesn't play well to start the season, you're going to hear it, especially if Foles is still still behind him. Um, which, is, which is ridiculous. It, it is, but... I'm 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 anxious to see what what's gonna happen with him how he starts the season because it's a serious injury he's coming back from is he still gonna be as mobile as he was um, and all that so it's I mean I I love Carson to death and I I think he'll be he'll he'll live up to what we expect him to do but I'm just saying like it could be a little 
a little too much on him if he doesn't perform well in the first couple weeks, which isn't fair, but it's it's going to happen if he doesn't. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think Carson's going to show up. Like like we said last week, honestly, like it, it's basically the same stuff. His mobility looks good. Um but the other like I was saying the biggest challenge is winning the East because the Giants also have Barkley, OBJ for the whole year and bolstered up their offensive line. And their defense was already pretty solid the year before. Got a new coach in there. Um we're probably you know, we're going to do obviously do our NFL preview but we might actually jump into breaking down the teams in our division and seeing how we stack up um but yeah so that that's exciting um i'm excited for that dan didn't seem that excited but it's whatever um for our breakdown show yeah you know i'll be ready for that (laughs) but um also on another note dawkins and Tio are both being inducted this week oh shoot that's this week yeah dan's gonna be a little bit busy why don't you tell people what you're gonna be busy with yeah, this weekend is uh, alumni weekend for the Phillies, um, so I will be, uh, my job is basically to escort the players around, so I'm like going to have to pick them up from the airport, um, take them to the, their hotel, take them to the park, pretty much whenever, whatever they need, whenever they need it, um, and I'll be staying at a hotel with them too, so it'll be, it'll be a good time. Is Matt Sayers going to be there? Uh, no, because he's with the Padres. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he they're not doing anything. Ali won't be there, Hamels won't be there. But a lot of guys are coming back. Like Worth? Rollins, Burl, Worth, Greg Dobbs. Joe oh, Bland, Dobbs. Pedro um, Feliz? Pedro Feliz. Eric Bruntlett? Ruiz, Eric Bruntlett. Um, some random. Ryan guys, Madison? Matt Durbin. Madison's still in the league. So. Oh, I didn't re- oh, yeah. He got hurt um, recently, though. But, yeah, a lot of the guys are coming Wait, back. Wait, let me so think. Uh, did you see? I saw something about uh, Kyle Dre back today. Oh no! I was looking I at no. I was looking at our first uh, round picks in, since like 1990. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Dan's gonna be busy with that. Uh, Dawkins' speech is gonna be lit. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. I have no clue what To is gonna do. Nobody uh, does. I just know he's gonna be in Chattanooga, <laughs> and I mean that's cool. Uh, another thing that actually happened uh, last week, well weekend a couple days ago, we had our fantasy football. Um, basically draft order and division matchup set up. And if you guys saw the tweet, Dan, Jared, and I are in the league with our other friend, B-Doc, who long-time listeners would recognize from the first season of podcast that came out forever ago. Um, he was he was on one of the first episodes that we did. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know what we're going to do with fantasy on this show just because I don't want to give Dan any extra tips. Um, Dan's been in the bottom of the league for the last two years. Um, So, yeah, I just, I I don't know. I can't say anything. Like, I'm going to be going against this guy twice. We can't all be Johnny Lombardo's and have our uh, draft prep finished for the the draft that's in a month at July 31st at 8.42 p.m. He's already done his draft. Right? <laughs> so really Ask him who he's picking. Days. Ask him who he's picking. Because um, I'm stuck with this dilemma where I, I – like there's a chance that Zeke slips to me. And I don't think he should because I think it, it should go because Todd Gurley is being kept and so is Antonio Brown. So I can't even go there. So it, it I think it should go Bell, Zeke, David Johnson or Zeke. Bell, David Johnson, but I doubt Doug would take a Cowboy number one overall, and um, so yeah, I just 
I hope Johnny takes Zeke so I don't have to lose out on value because that hurts the analytic side of myself. But taking him kills the Eagles' self of me. So Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to actually, that's really what I'm working on this year with fantasy is trying to separate the heart because um, I've never really done that. Like, mm-hmm. I usually generally stay away from NFC East players when I draft. You drafted Sterling Shepard last year. Generally. Yeah, Sterling Shepard's like, it's Sterling Shepard. It's not OBJ. Like, it's Sterling Shepard. Fair like, enough. It's not like a star. So. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a line of it, but, like, it's, you got you to gotta stay true to the birds. As much as you can. Um, and then also we uh, joined a soccer league. And we had our first game yesterday. And we only lost by one. So that was good. Ball is the next Tim Howard. <laughs> Not Tim Howard at all. I gave up like four goals. Three goals. Goal, three. We lost 7-6. Yeah, I gave up two in the first half. Uh, yeah. So. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all we got to say. Go birds, go fells. TTP. I was going to say trust the process. Go birds. Thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Or SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. We are Cheesesteak Sports. We all we got. We all we need.